the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're aimless or sforzando, from food party to Rosalind and Orlando, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I had fooled myself into needing him. It's my co-host, Evan. I have to let him go. It's time to let him go. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. Wow. Hi, Saker. How Hi. you been? I've been so good. How you been? I've been not so good. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Well, I'm melting, you see. <laughs> this feels like a commercial. Are we doing a commercial <laughs> right now? This is how they all start. It's some sort of weird dream logic. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of just coming apart. Really? Yeah. This is... I feel like... This is not the correct medium to talk about my, uh, your problems. Yeah, my like joints are all loose. Oh, okay, like, not mentally, physically. Like, <laughs> That's fair. My brain's just kind of oozing deeper and like it's like settling. It's like I feel like I'm in quicksand. Like I'm looking up out of a hole and I'm just trying to reach up out of it, but my limbs are all short. They're all too <laughs> short. My fingers are all curling back on themselves. Like this is branches. A Why do you feel that way? What's happening to you? I can't sleep. <laughs> the only thing that counts, my friend. That's right. The only difference between a good dad and a great dad is eight hours of sleep. <laughs> and you feel moderately yeah. okay. My, my son can get out of his crib now. Whoa! And when I say get out of his crib, I mean, like, get up onto the edge of his crib and then face plant oh, on no. the ground. That's yeah. a long drop. Yeah, just a big old thump. Jesus. So he took his mattress. And then he starts crying. Uh, no, he actually doesn't. He starts screaming. He's, he's screaming the whole time, so there's no, like, change. Because he screams like, I don't, it's a, he's in a sleep regression now, so it's like, he's going back to being a weird little baby. Okay. So, it's like, you put him in his crib, and it's like you're burning him with cigarettes, is like how he reacts to it. So, we took it, we turned it into a toddler bed now. He can jump out of it. Big boy bed. But now he can get out and, like, open up the door and run around the house. <laughs> Which... So, he, he wakes us up now. Does he? He does. Yeah, by like coming and getting us. How do you keep kids in bed? How do you keep kids in bed? <laughs> the riddle of the Sphinx. I see you've met him. Why didn't you just get like a big piece of cardboard mm-hmm. for the top of the crib? Yeah, and yeah. Just lay it over, or like a rock to put on his chest, just something to weigh him down. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. A big Works soft for Giles. rock. Um, Giles in fucking the Crucible. I think. What? <laughs> Stack rocks on the man and crush him to death. Oh yeah, that's a that's an execution method. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That seems like is... a relation. How would you like to be executed? Oh man, great question. How would I like to be executed? And it's just asking, you know, no, hypothetically. Not, so, I'm not. I'm not writing anything down. Okay, this... we're just spitballing here, Saker. You just, <laughs> you just. A... No one's listening. No one's listening. You don't have to like. Uh, you know, it's, this isn't going to be formalized or legalized or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not signing a contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not. Uh, is this a dream world where execution is not just like lethal injection, uh, sh- shooting gallery? What the fuck is that one called? Firing. Firing squad. squad. Yeah, it almost have to be because I mean, you just be like, oh yeah, I want to be. Oh, but the, it's got to be food or sex, right? Or both. I want to eat and, <laughs> and have relations until I explode. <laughs> Is that a thing that you can do? Yeah, I think I'd just like what I don't know because I'd like to. I don't th- want the things I love to kill me, right? Why you want to enjoy them to the end? Well, because like if that... they don't kill you, you'll never experience them again. Well, no, it's like you you eat a delicious meal, then have a bunch of sex, and then some one of the you just get shot. In the head <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's I, I want to. Uh, oh, let's stick with eating then. So I want to eat. And do nothing else until my can my so your heart gives out over Overweight. like the next sixty years. Oh <laughs> my god, that's that, hor- that, that would do. be horrible though. It's just like you have to like sit in bed and they feed you whatever you want. You can yeah. ask for anything; they'll yeah, bring yeah, it yeah. to you. 
and there's like I guess a TV in there or something like that. And you just become like one of those like TLC super. This is fucking great. And you just balloon out, and yeah. then until your heart gives out. I mean, if I know I have to die, and they're forcing Ugh. me to choose how, yeah. what's better than I mean, chilling, maxing? Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to body shame or anything. I just don't like. I think my partner might leave me, which is sad. Wait, almost assuredly, like, yeah. who would who would stay? Yeah, to watch the slow, slow death, death of, of your well good people i mean both of our fathers died to slow death yeah so. yeah yeah i mean we you don't want to abandon your partner no right? of course not but if they're being executed by the state through <laughs> feeding <laughs> well would you be there if they were having a lethal injection of course you would I'd, yeah i'd want i don't know i'd want something good to come out of my death so i don't know you'd want to be turned into a diamond <laughs> that's how you'd want to be executed a hundred diamonds because everyone knows diamonds are the best thing you can be <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to think of oh maybe the bodies exhibit Maybe I want to oh, be yeah. like involved. Oh. But this is just a method of execution. It's not what happens when you're di- when sure, you sure, die. Sure, sure, sure. So you want to be like to be the part of the body. You, you would have to. You'd have to be. You'd have to be like flensed <laughs> and then like cut into micrometer-sized like <laughs> glass paint. Yeah, yeah, slowly. Like so, they send you in like a cat scan, but it's like a laser that just shears off parts of your body. Did you ever watch the movie The Cell? I watched parts of it with J Lo. Jum Lo. Um. That was Jonathan. They do Longo. that. They they di- bisect a horse, not even bisect, multisect a uh-huh. horse into little slices of itself while it's alive, if I recall. That That's horrible. the movie uh, I got my first kiss after. <laughs> is that Tarsim Singh? Is it what? Tarsim Singh is he the director? Oh, I have no idea. I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure he is because he's a he's a director whose work I've enjoyed. Sort of side. side. He did like that one Greek like a uh, immortals that was the most insane like what movie is this it's called immortals oh okay. and it's like a um it is indeed tarsum yeah greco a, like a greco-roman god situation where they're like it's perseus and the minotaur and then all the gods are fighting and stuff but like and it's an insane movie and all the visuals are just you know the cell basically <laughs> oh my god so it's really uh, we'll have to watch immortals sometime it's one of my to. favorite movies he's only done five movies over the course of yeah 19 years he was gonna do the new dune movie but then he like backed out oh weird oh, or, he or did something like that the yeah. rem video for losing my religion Ooh. <laughs> uh the cell was his directorial debut yeah Wow, he's got he's got a vision. Vincent D'Onofrio and Vince Vaughn. What a weird cast that movie. He loves has. the Vinces. That guy. That's a bizarre cast. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Cell Cast <laughs> with your two cellular buddies, <laughs> Evan Sakesake. Evcell Sakeel. Uh, what was your first kiss? I think it was to like a gr- the Grinch. <laughs> Because it was like during Christmas or something and I was over her house and we were watching The Grinch or something. Yeah. Okay. And I remember thinking, am I being kissed right now? Am I making out with someone? Oh my God. I'm making out with someone. This is, oh my God. I don't know what to do. Oh my God. Am I fucking up? Oh my. Like, it's just like, when I was like running. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I would have been like a freshman in high school maybe. And what was her name and address? Her name was Jembeflow Gendress, and she lived at 555-55-55 Avenue. (laughs) Uh, 55 Street on 55 block of the 55 town. Five, 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 and what five, state? Five, five, five. The 55th state uh, fifth of the state. The 5th state. <laughs> okay. What's it? Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California. Okay. Oh, okay, Arizona, good. Arkansas, California. Yeah, she lives in California. <laughs> was that alphabetically or chronologically? It was alphabetical. Okay, thank God. I thought you knew them chronologically. Okay. Well, it would have to be something on the eastern coast. It would be like the 13 original colonies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I think like Massachusetts? No, I think we went like the Massachusetts Maine, Bay Colony. California, Florida... <laughs> Hawaii, (laughs) yeah, Hawaii, Alaska, uh, Puerto Rico. Then it got destated. Um, Ev, let's get into talking about our song for this week. (laughs) 
Our song this week is called Told You So. If you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. I never jumped in and rescued you, but I wanted to. I didn't tell you which way to go, because I thought you'd know. Okay, Ev, I told you so. I told you we'd be doing this song this week, and you didn't listen to me, did you? It's like the theme of our podcast. Oh, he told you so. (laughs) Told you so. Um, Ev, I'm going to treat you like the guest. Have you ever heard this song before? Yeah, yeah. I own Stunt back in the day. I listened to it. But again, this is one of those songs. It's like a deep cut in Stunt, right? So Yeah, this is... I I definitely heard it before, and I remembered listening to it, unlike another song on this album. Was it Leave? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> You've already pushed it out of your brain. This is like the deepest of the deep cuts. Like this is like a track 11 on an album. That's a nothing song that I'm going to hey, come out, back hot it up, back it out up, of back the it gate. Up, back it up. Back it up. Back it up. So. Um, yeah. Like, okay. So, but you, uh, why are you telling me to back it up? Defend this fucking song. Hey, hey. <laughs> I liked like, if you hadn't told me who wrote this song and no one had sang Uh uh-huh those intro arpeggios i would have known it was an ed song right away yeah okay and then like the country guitar in the background like you know and there's like that uh at the opening where it's like that really high like boom bing like super high in the mix yeah i have no idea why but like it's it kept sounding like when i I was listening to this over and over it sounds like my inbox like when uh, my work inbox (laughs) were like a message comes in so yes. i kept checking my inbox every time i wrote those two guitar notes at the beginning are like it's a doorbell it's the song asking to be invited into your heart so <laughs> boom, bing. and you just you just slam the door you're like not <laughs> want any please every time i hit the stop button on winamp um yeah absolutely i i wrote that was my very first note is this is an ed song country twang pop it's got a signature all over it and then i wrote this I think, for better or worse, this could really easily be a late-stage BNL song. If this were on Silverball, if this were on Fake Nudes, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Hmm. Because it's like a nothing country song. Like, this is Ed doing Ed. It's real, yeah. I mean, Ed's songs are either, like, right down the plate or completely abstruse. Ye- like, yeah. But this one, I feel this like, is, one of the is former. neither. No, this is one of the former. Like, it's a, it's a bad breakup in, in a long-term relationship. Like, a divorce or something, right? Is it? Oh, I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. What is it? I think that there's a couple interpretation, interpolations. Oh, please. This Unpack this for me. Uh, okay. So so my first thought, because I wrote, uh, is this about a relationship? I think that's too easy of a read. I think this could be about a doctor-patient relationship, right? Like, told you so, being like, hey, you got to stop smoking. I, hey, listen, I, I never jumped in and rescued you. I wanted to. I didn't tell you which way to go. I thought you knew, dude. I never jumped in and rescued you, but I wanted to. I didn't tell you which way to go, because I thought you'd know. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke, you dumb shit. And then, I mean, we it, maybe it's not about smoking, but like... Did you get this from songmeetings.com? Vi- no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Songmeetings.com has a very interesting interpretation which we'll get to in a minute mm-hmm. but the whole viral infection that can incubate for years caused by affection falling deep into arrears viral infection that can incubate for years uh, 
Uh, I mean, obviously, we've got some sort of medical thing here, right? And obvious. I thought that was a Shakespeare reference. Oh, please. My love is a fever, fever, for that which longer nurseth nurseth the the disease. I can't really pronounce like. You want to do a second take of that? Yeah, please. I thought it was a Shakespeare reference. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. My love is a fever, longing still for that that which nurseth nurseth. <laughs> Say nurseth. Say nurseth. Nurseth. Say nurseth. 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 How do you do that? Marsha. Marsha. Give me Marcia. a new take. I thought it was a Shakespeare reference. <laughs> I'm keeping all of this in. <laughs> no! I want to hear the quote one more time. My love is a fever for that which nurseth the disease. <laughs> there we got it. Okay. Feeding on that which preserves the ills, uh, the uncertain sickly appetite to please. Hmm. Interesting. So unpack that Shakespeare quote for me and then we'll apply it to the song. It's a. It's like almost a reverse of what he's saying. Okay. Like he's saying, he well... Ed is saying, I've got this fever that I can't get cured of. Mm-hmm. Where Shakespeare is saying, I have a fever that I don't want to be cured of. Oh, interesting. That in, fact, I, in fact, not only am I not wanting to be cured, I want to get sicker. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I... Nurseth. Nurseth. <laughs> um, Yeah, that, I, I think that, that bridge kind of throws the whole song into question, right? Because I think you could really easily read it as a... But I just wanted to, I wanted something other than a relationship, right? Like something other than a, a, a breakup song, even though I, yeah. well, I've I, got, I've got reads that aren't relationships, but I mean, it just seemed like a right across the plate relationship. It, it, song. it might be. So it like a doctor patient relationship, right? Uh, how about a, um, a priest choir boy relationship? Okay. Now this oh, one, of course, okay. I never mentioned how I prayed for you. Now I've paid for you. <laughs> <sighs> I never said I would wait for you. It's too late. Wait for you to grow up. Yes. I'm sure I never mentioned how I prayed for you. Now I paid for you. I never said that I would wait for you. It's too late for you. Right? You got it right off the bat. As soon as I gave you a little drop, you were right there with me, my friend. You don't think so? I have to let it go. It's time to let it go. (laughs) I can't believe it took so long to leave. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's, there's a couple reads of that. Now, songmeetings.com. You know I love my songmeetings.com. I try yeah. not to pull too much from there. But this, oh, my friend, this is the great conspiracy. Mm-hmm. People on songmeetings.com are absolutely convinced that this song is about AIDS. Did you get that? No. Okay. If it's about AIDS, and I'll give you some, some so of the it's proof. It's about some, someone dying of AIDS. Yeah. And it's then, the cruelest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a horrible thing. I don't think Ed is the kind of person who would write that song. Neither do I, and I like, feel like there's so much of even, him in this song. This like, is even outside Stephen Page's like level. Like Stephen Page, this is an order of magnitude worse than Stephen Page has ever been in any song. Yeah, so pretend this song is about AIDS, right? Like, um, yeah. I didn't tell you which way to go because I thought you knew. I thought you knew how not to get AIDS, so I didn't tell you. So you had a problem with your newfound wealth. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and then um, you brought it on yourself. What? I know that line feels horrible. But then of course, viral infection that came incubate for years caused by affection fallen deep into arrears arrears also i'm just saying that out loud for the first time and if that's a double entendre oh no that's really fucking horrible no no, No no. medication to procure makes me pure there's no cure i'm sure right um yeah i've never said i'll wait for you it's too late for you so some people were speculating it's about aids it's about aids there's a uh you know it's about a partner who their partner cheated on them and got aids and they gave it to them or like 
some oh horrible God. fucking shit. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. That that okay. Did you watch the bathroom session? Uh I don't know if I did. Oh, he's wearing a red shirt. He's wearing a red shirt. Who cares? He's not wearing a red shirt on any of the other bathroom sessions. Is he wearing a different shirt in various different Yes. Ba- so like he just I don't know if he dressed thematically. I don't want to believe this song's about AIDS because it's cruel and it's horrible and I don't think Ed has that in them, but why would he wear a red shirt? But is he wearing a same like the bathroom sessions were done over a period of time, correct? Yeah, it could be right. So he wasn't he isn't wearing like one shirt in every other bathroom sessions except for this one and it's a red shirt. I, I I think this might be the only one where he wears a red shirt. Well, who cares? I, I Listen, I'm just telling you that it's a conspiracy theory, theory that this runs is, deep. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, and steel doesn't melt. <laughs> <laughs> steel doesn't melt jet fuel. <laughs> You're right. Steel doesn't melt jet fuel, everyone. Um, yeah. If you watch, the towers fell up. <laughs> I just thought it was so, so weird. Um, like, I, I don't know how to interpret. Do you have any other interpretation of, of oh, hey, he's wearing a red shirt in the bank job video for oh never mind he's wearing a red shirt in bank job told you so i don't get it anymore maybe not one and only easy fun and games leave same thing wind it up he makes me want her again and half a heart yeah so uh <laughs> so Whoopsie that's doodle. a big old middle finger to songmeetings.com you the internet once again proves itself the worst place basically yeah but just like i don't know that just felt it, it, yeah it's i mean it's not bad proof if you're squinting right like right. Yeah. i mean you can as we've proven, you can make these songs to be about anything. An intelligent person can make anything seem like anything <laughs> yeah. if they're given enough time and research, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So why why not? Yeah. So I did I did want that does kind of segue into some, a question I had like who's the bad guy here? That's a good question, and I think it's the narrator. I think this is Ed pulling a Steve. Like because Ed's narrator sounds super patronizing to me. Yes. But the other person doesn't sound like a good person either. So I'm like, who is? How does the other person not sound like a good person? But uh, what did they do that was wrong? Guess, the, okay, go ahead. Uh, I guess they got rich and didn't share it with Ed. What? You had a problem with your newfound wealth. Brought it on yourself. I, <laughs> I don't even know that they didn't. Okay, so let's 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 talk about that newfound wealth yeah what that the was the that didn't make any sense to no me. that's the 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 weird like outlier line in this whole song right like oh my 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 diagramming the relationship mm-hmm. is this person came into money somehow mm-hmm. like they were this is like a relationship where like say they're both struggling it might be like ed and stephen page or something like that sure. like, like they're both struggling artists on the streets like trying to trying to make art trying to get their music out there right um they do a big hit uh, they get a big hit. They get lots of money, and then but one of them is like put above the other. Yeah. Like so, so it's like a situation where like the you're in a band and the lead singer gets all the like the front man gets all the the hype, sure. and you're just sitting there in the back playing bass or some shit, and you know you get your royalties or whatnot, but you don't get like the recognition that right. you want. So like the wealth has changed this person fundamentally, and it might be I mean they're addicted to heroin or whatever Motley Crue sort of shit sure. they're getting into, but so that's how I read it. Like it was just sort of a situation where money changed them oh my god hey what do you think do i think that future steve came back and left a note for steve but ed found it (laughs) this like hey this is what i'm going to turn into Uh, like because this feels like it could be about the end of the bare naked ladies except it came during the stunt era right so time traveler future steve is like so it could be about like yeah ed never jumped in and and stopped steve from getting like 
doing all the things, things that he, he shouldn't did, have done. Yeah, all those crazy messed up things that he do. <laughs> that he do, yeah. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. I mean, caused by affection, fallen deep into arrears. Yeah, they yeah. used to love each other. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think, man, so this is oh, kind I of... I don't really take Ed for a religious guy, but he might be. Uh, I wonder, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's pretty tongue-in-cheek, like, anti-irreligious yeah, in, in a number of songs. True. But, I mean, it might just be a type of religion. Because I know a lot of religious people who are anti, you know, like, some sort of religion. Like, yeah. a lot of, you know, very liberal Christians are, hate the sort of right-wing sure. Christianity. Yeah, so. And I think maybe also it could be some sort of, like, this is, like, half a character, but also, like, half Ed speaking mm-hmm. from his own experience and understanding. So maybe the the character is, is, is religious, um, but yeah, you're right that cause he, he definitely rails against religion and I know at the very least. Yeah. yeah. It's so. weird because like for me, country music's strength, like the, the hearts, when country music plucks at your heartstrings, it's like the specificity. Yeah. Like I did X, Y, and Z, sure. you know, I went to the, I went to this specific this bar, bar and, and cried into this beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. Like, and rock doesn't do that as well. Like you take like, I don't know, like wild, wild horses or something like a really sad rock song. Right. And it's just about like, you know, that was a song that Mick Jagger wrote about like a friend or a girlfriend dying of like heroin overdose or something like that. And you know how he wanted to stay by their bedside. Right. And that's, I mean, it's a very poignant song, but like it doesn't, it's not, there's no specificity in there. Right. right. So I feel like trying to mix sort of a country Western twang without going there. Like, cause this is a very general song. Right. Right. Yeah. Like the lyric, lyrically at yeah, least. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I feel like that that sort of it sort of does itself a disservice in that regard. Oh, sure, because it's general to the point of confusion. I want to know what that newfound wealth is and what we're letting go they of. They found a giant ruby necklace, Saker. <laughs> let's, okay, let's just go through the song and answer all the questions. So it, it changed them because they were possessed by the spirit Dude, that was in the giant one, ruby yeah, necklace. Yeah, the, okay. the, the ifrit that was in the ruby necklace <laughs> sure. possessed uh, Stephen Page. Brought yeah. it on himself because he wanted the ifrit's powers, uh-huh. powers over flame and lightning. And now he calls himself the carbuncle and... Yes. He is a super villain. I understand. Is that real? What? The Carbuncle is a real villain. Stephen Page. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's real. So it has to let it go. Uh-huh. It's time it, to let it go. Why is it time to let, let it go? Let go. The relationship, the necklace, the, the, the necklace. He's okay. always he's always wanted that necklace. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and now it's time to let it go because he's got a necklace of his own. Right. And so maybe the or or I never will is is in reference not to the perhaps one day I'll grieve. It's in in reference to the I have to let it go. Maybe I never will because I've tried. I can't get rid of this necklace. It's bonded to me, right. soul bonded, cursed. Oh, maybe Ed got the necklace. Okay. <laughs> and the powers of the Afrit. Sure. And Steve. Steve is jealous. Or Ed got the necklace. Okay, so so the necklace is like a lamp. It's like a genie's lamp. Yes. But one person has to put it on, and the other person gets the wishes. Oh, shit. Okay. So he just becomes a proxy. He becomes a shell for the genies. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So Steve got the necklace. Ed got the wishes. Or the other way around. I think Ed got the necklace. Steve, Steve got, got the, the wishes. wishes. Sure. So is this, this is Ed singing this song from his... His perspective, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, sure. I never told you I agreed with you. I don't think I do. I did it anyway because I was possessed by the genie. Or, yeah, I did it anyway because I thought you were going to make wishes that would benefit us both. I wasn't quite sure what the whole thing meant. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ed, you're not the only one, buddy. A little more specificity, please. I do. I wasn't sure quite what the whole thing meant, but I'm glad you went. Yeah, I think the way to, like, like, a a genie who's going to monkey paw you, Uh right? You've got to wish in such a way that it doesn't know what you want. <laughs> but it's obvious to you? Yeah. So you're like something, because I mean, genies aren't omniscient. Give me right? something nice. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I would like to, 
have uh, the bus on October 23rd, 1973, go be 10 minutes late okay. on the corner of Fifth and Vine. Uh-huh. Like, just something like that. Uh-huh. Like, something very specific that would get something, like, and then that sets in a, like, you would, you would that would set, like. You would have to, That's like... the bus, that's the bus where, like, you're, you know. Some, something ha- something specific happened yeah. that related to you that what that that's called like a, a Xanatos gambit or something oh, from the gargoyles yeah 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 because he his his plans were always like if I do this then this 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 <laughs> this 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 will happen which my, with my fight yeah the Xanatos gambit um we a plan in which all foreseeable outcomes uh, benefit uh, the creator of the plan yeah um yeah okay so or, uh, yeah. all I remember about Xanatos is he had that like mullet ponytail i've never seen any of gargoyles oh gargoyles is a great show i hear it's awesome well, 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 i wish we had a show we could uh <laughs> do about gargoyles me too but we'll never have or i, I never, never will, will. <laughs> um yeah okay so I this uh this this xanatos game but but then like how do you know that how do you how can you when i was little mm-hmm. i used to write out wishes that would like cover every possible base uh-huh. uh, just in case I ever met a genie. I would uh-huh. have a pre-prepared statement that I could read them. Like I want a million dollars. However, I want it to be a currency legal and I want it to come from one penny out of <laughs> everyone's like, account. I feel and... like you can't legal your way out of like, you can't like rules while yourself a genie. Cause he's just sitting in that lamp thinking, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. <laughs> getting angrier and angrier. Like if the genie wants to fuck you over, it's got, you're going to get fucked. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, well, we cracked and the no, song. And no 11-year-old sacred wish is going <laughs> to crack the song. It's possible. Um, I felt this whole album feels very... It feels like we're going back a little bit to uh, to the uh, Maybe You Should Drive, where I feel like there's, yeah. there's Ed's and there's Steve's. Now, they do have a lot of crossover on this album, too. Mm-hmm. Um, one Week. Actually, wow. There's only two songs that are credited to both Paige Robertson. It's One Week and Some Fantastic. Um, both great songs. Both great songs. Yeah, they're better together. They're like chocolate and ice cream. Nope, that's not how that saying goes. But um, I feel like. Do you think <laughs> there like was canned baked beans and baked beans? <laughs> do you think there was some sort of division? Did the band split more? No, no. I think they just both have their different styles, right? Yeah, so possible. They, and they've got like what three or four more albums before they actually make it make an honest and, break. And they're on each other's songs too. They're just not writing together. Mm-hmm. That just feels weird to me. Doesn't it feel weird? Like. I feel like as a kid, especially when I bought an album, I expected mm-hmm. it to sound from top to bottom, pretty much the same, but here you've got two very distinctly different singers mm-hmm. with different styles. You're like buying two mini albums. See, I liked, I liked that about this. And I also like, I liked albums with, um, I liked bands with multiple lead singers. So they would like, see so different sounds and things like that. Right. And bands that experiment a little more. I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. I, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy like a whole entire fucking Smashing Pumpkins double album. Right. Like, where every song is kind of the same. But I feel like even in other bands that have multiple... Uh, I mean, take a They Might Be Giants. We've got Linnell and Flansburg, mm-hmm. but they have a cohesive style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No matter who's singing, it sounds like a They Might Be Giants song. Mm-hmm. In this, I mean... A, a, well, you just need to broaden your horizons, boy. I, now listen. <laughs> Number one, don't call me boy. <laughs> Number two... <laughs> Little boy, <laughs> tiny boy, baby boy. I need you. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel you there, but... It's just weird to me. Not bad. Just weird. Like to mm-hmm. buy an album and it be two little albums with different styles. Yeah, and... if you like what you're getting though. Sure. And this was a huge fucking album, so clearly people liked what they were getting. Bing so, bong. I, yeah, I'm bing. curious to see how that sort of goes how that is going forward. Because I don't I remember listening to all the albums going forward, but I'm not sure how much they worked together and how much they didn't yeah. on the future albums. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll see. I'm excited for my favorite albums coming up next. Maroon. I love Maroon. Um, Marooned. I think here's a hot take. Mm-hmm. The two worst songs on this album are Robertson songs. I think this song and Leave are the two worst songs mm. in this album. I don't know. I have to. I'll have to listen to all the song. Re-listen to all the songs. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. listen to them as we go through, so I don't know for sure. Yeah, and I mean, fucking my. And he doesn't do all bad. Light up my room is a Robertson mm-hmm. jam, which is great. And who needs sleep is obviously yeah. great. Yeah. But I, I do think that when they work together, they are better. Um, but God damn, did Paige fucking crank them out on this album? It's all been done. I'll be that girl. Call and answer. Alcohol. Fuck. So good. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Some bad text is good too, as long as you ignore what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else can we talk about this song? Um, so the I, I feel like the bridge has this real like very clear like amp sounding guitar, like it's a real crunchy ass yeah, guitar in the it, bridge. No medication to procure makes me pure. There's no the echoes on the final chorus also like sort of just screamed 90s to me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Perhaps one day I'll breathe, never will. And we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but this whole album is just like incredibly 90s. It's like a, album. Yeah, it's a little time capsule, but yeah. you know, that's not a bad thing. I no. love the 90s. I feel like this whole episode we're just saying like this. But that's not a bad thing. Like <laughs> this is great. No, I I, I really like it. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve has a weird, speaking of the chorus, there's a chorus before the bridge. So they, they sing together on the bridge. And then in the chorus before the bridge, Steve jumps in and like hype mans Ed for some of the words, but not all of the holla, words. Holla, holla. Took so long to leave. Perhaps one day I'll be. <laughs> It's like they started like uh, the produce like Steve we're gonna we're gonna start you uh, we're gonna start you about thirty seconds back from the bridge uh-huh. so and then Steve was just like hey, this is the chorus I might as well jump in on a few words <laughs> like uh, told you so like it's very very weird told you bro um I don't know yeah but we have a douchebag narrator here right yeah yeah I think this is normally Ed's narrators are pretty likable yeah. And I think this guy's definitely telling, I mean, he's an untrustworthy narrator at the very least. Like yeah. he's telling a story that doesn't really leave much room for yeah. interpretation on the part of the listener. Like it's a, it's a song about watching somebody self-destruct, mm-hmm. not helping them. Right. And then afterwards going, Hey man, should have listened to me. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like super fucking shitty. Yeah. Unless the other person is real shitty, I guess. I get, I mean, Cutting toxic people out of your life is bad, but saying I told you so afterwards is like, why? What's the point? This Maybe feels vindictive. A, yeah, I mean, if it's like a parent-child relationship, it's Ooh. terrible. Ooh, uh, can you give me that, Reed? Like, I never jumped in and rescued, rescued you, but I wanted to. <laughs> well, it's like a like a kid growing up or something like that. Sure. And they have to sort of stand on their own two feet. Um, so the kid uh, gets, you know, famous or wealthy or something sure. like that. Like a fucking what's his name the douchebags uh john trump jr no the guy well yeah he's a douche you got him him. like the guy but i don't feel like this actually kind of would be the song donald trump sang about his son (laughs) blaming everything that yeah Uh no it's that guy screlly the guy who uh oh martin screlly yeah yeah, who who doubled their 10 times the price of insulin or something yeah it's a song his father would sing about him (laughs) right like oh you fucked up bro (laughs) you're the worst (laughs) that's why you've named this song told you bro and it would be really hard to 
So I, I always I often think about that with my son. Like, if I mean, obviously, I'm gonna try and do the best I can to be a good dad. And like, but what if he grows up to be a piece of shit, like a real piece of shit? Like, when do you cut them? When do you cut ties? I don't know. I mean, you're right. But... Like, you have to be there for them, but you also have to let them walk on their two feet, and they're gonna be who they are, right? <sighs> if you try to make them not who they are, they're going to you're just gonna be putting a wedge between you and them. That's so you gotta so sort of depressing. you gotta meet them where they are yeah. and try and work with them there. And then you know, it's just what it is and they're going to be their own people i mean i was i came down pretty hardly on the nurture over nature debate until i actually had a fucking kid yeah like he is his he's himself yeah. like he likes the things i like and like we get along and stuff and i'm really hoping that you know we have a lot of stuff to share because like most male friendships i mostly am friendly with people who share my likes and right. we bond over similar shared interests right so uh so i hope that that's the case and okay. i really hope he doesn't become like a serial killer or like a <laughs> uh like a rapist or sure, yeah, of course. a hardcore drug addict. Like, softcore drugs, yeah. Take as many of those drugs as you want, bro. <laughs> Use all you want. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, just stay clear of the heroin stuff. So, at some point, let's say he is a serial killer. Yeah. Will you say, before you cut ties, told, told you so? so. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> really? He's a, serial, be... he's a serial killer. You don't want to piss him off? He could get out. He's going to be a mastermind. He's a smart kid. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was reading in the darkness, Daddy. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> uh, That's what he said to me this morning when I came in to wake him up. He was already awake reading books. Can he read? No. Okay. So he, he does read to himself, though, but the words aren't on the page. or anything. Like, He kind of <laughs> describes what's on the page and what they're doing and things like He's that. He's hearing the genie's words inside of yeah. his brain. Yeah, great. Sure, absolutely. He's possessed by the old lady in the closet of his room. Yeah. <laughs> does he talk about an old lady in the closet? Yeah, yeah. He talks about her a lot. Does he really? Yeah, yeah. She comes out sometimes, he says. Is this real? The old woman. Fuck that. Says, he says, old woman. That sucks. And he points sucks. in his closet. And I think it's just one of the, like, coats or something looks like a, like, it's like hanging hanging there and it kind of looks like a shadow of yeah. an old woman or something like that. That sucks, though. Yeah, he doesn't like that. That's dumb and weird. Yeah, we took the coat down and burned it, so we're good. <laughs> okay. You gotta you heard burn it. scream as it uh, If I learned anything from watching four, 15 seasons of Supernatural, <laughs> you gotta burn that thing, whatever they're, whatever they're connected to. Hey, Supernatural's ending. What? This is the last season. No. Uh, they now 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 announced this. Sure, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have a reunion movie. Actually, that makes me really happy because I was always worried my marriage wouldn't outlast Supernatural. <laughs> and now I can rest assured that barring any sup- supernatural or supernal accidents or preternatural, I will indeed have a wedding longer than the series, the longest running series in the CW's history. Is that important to you to beat the CW? <laughs> yes. Well, but it's so much better than me. Truly, you've got to have 15 years of marriage to really beat Supernatural. Well, only two years off. Oh, I mean, you've it's been married for 13 years. 13, lucky 13. Jesus Christ, you're only like 13 years old. old. Yeah, I mean, it was we. Our parents promised us together at birth. <laughs> the hardest part was waiting the five years till my future wife was born. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's very difficult. Yeah, but, they've only been married for speaking of like eight years. Speaking of like choir boy kid stuff, let me tell you a terrifying story that oh, I. Good um, God. No, I, uh, we were watching my. I probably shouldn't say this. Do it. <laughs> but uh, I'll cut it if it's my. They were watching family videos, old family videos. Your partner, and my, your my partner, and my um, partner's parents. Okay, and uh, it was like my partner as a kid, like at a birthday party or something. Like, oh my god, you guys see that little kid? Like, I've never been attracted to a child before, but like, did you say this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. man, just something about that little kid is doing it for me. Like, that's so weird. You're a fucking <laughs> creep. Did. How did his parents respond? They kind of giggled, but like in an uncomfortable way. <laughs> yeah, no fucking 
fucking joke. And my partner just looked at me like, stop. Stop <laughs> doing that right now. I am amazed that you had the balls to such an off-color I joke. A, I, have a very, I have a very good relationship with my in-laws. They're, yeah. they're really fun, good people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's so creepy. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it, we'll see if it gets cut or not. Yeah. kind of hope it does. The answer is no. Unless you uh, want me to. No, no I'm fine. I'm definitely I'm... cutting all this. Um, the best part of the instrumentation. Again, I think the instrumentation in this song is boring mm-hmm. i think it's just like it's plain it's, it's like it's bong not, bing uh, uh well that's good but uh the, the keyboard noises in the chorus like wee, wee, <laughs> like i thought that was cool the rest was slow and plodding mm-hmm. but like again kev he got that paprika and he sprinkled it in this boring stew of a song <laughs> and he was like let me add a little bit of spice to Paprikash. Yeah, a little paprikash. He paprikashed it up. Um, There's too much paprika in paprikash. No, shut up. <laughs> paprikash like, is great. It's like six cups of paprika. We're from Youngstown. Paprikash is awesome. You shut your mouth. I like it about half the paprika. Wow. You're a garbage. Um, I, I, I are garbage. The other the other thing I really liked about this song was the uh, the ending, which was the uh, like, uh, I never will. I wonder, and I'm going to do this right now. And that was the 90s part for me. Yeah, the I, yeah. I wonder, because Shoebox of La I'm going to slow down Shoebox and speed up this song, and I want to see if they are the exact same. Do a mashup. The exact same amount of I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-I-E-
so they're singing this song about like i never jumped in and rescued you but i wanted to like mm. stop the destruction of the environment yeah i didn't tell you which way to go because i mean ultimately nature created us right yeah we are, earth set up the conditions for for intelligent life to evolve in this way sure so i mean it's the only planet we know of to do so so it's you know it really fucking jumped the shark up with us apparently because yeah. we're murdering it <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> So yeah, I have to, we have to, so there's like, we have to let it go. It's time to let it go. Sure. Can't believe it took us so long to leave. Like we're already suffering. Perhaps one day we'll grieve for our missing earth. Aww. Or we never will. I wasn't quite sure what the whole thing meant. Like, what is the meaning? What's, you know, what's the meaning of life? What's, Why are we even here? I like here? that. I like that. So, and then the viral infection that can pay for years is obviously the tailored biophage that is destroying the planet. <laughs> the tailored biophage. I do think the second verse kind of falls apart. I never told you I agreed with you. I don't think I do. <laughs> I never told you I agreed with you. I don't think I do. Hey, Earth, you said a lot of shit. I didn't agree with well, any I mean, of Earth, it. Earth wants us to be in a certain way, right? Right. I mean, it doesn't want us I, at all. Ideally, I mean, we're... Ideally, Earth doesn't have any motives, right? It's just a yeah. nature, right? It does what it... And if it does have motives, it's terrible. It right. just wants to kill all of yes, us. Yes, right. <laughs> so, so maybe that's what it is. Like, uh, I never told you I agree with you right right so maybe we should all die <laughs> right okay like maybe it's time to just wipe yourself clean and start over with your sure. life but hey yeah. i never thought it could be painless but it is i guess you know yeah. suicide is painless we're getting <laughs> bring it back or, to or just like going to a new planet a better planet right? yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. okay interesting yeah. it's just like the fermi paradox right you know i don't understand why we haven't run into other aliens yeah yeah so either we're a really old race or a really young race or we were like protected. We're like in an intergalactic zoo or something. Oh, interesting. Or, or maybe it's impossible to do so. Like yeah. The, the distances involved are so vast, like physics doesn't support that sort of travel. Sure. Huh. Or maybe uh, there's a point where any industrialized society gets to the point where it just kills itself. Yeah. Like that we're seems, getting there pretty quickly. Seems to be the, yeah, the most logical conclusion. Yeah. I think I'm going to be dead before the planet is destroyed, but I feel bad. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's always a question because it's coming up. Faster than, than I think we, yeah. we expected to. But even if it's like 2050 or something, you know, I'm going to be... Do you think you're going to be dead by 2050? 60, 70, so I'd be you'll seven, be like 70. 65 or something. No, you'll be like 70. You're older than me. Yeah. Wow. You think you'll be dead by 70? I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> That's not okay. Sorry, Saker. I have to leave you. No! I never thought I'd agree with you. Perhaps one day you'll grieve. Or you never will. <laughs> Maybe I never it's will. it's time to let me go. Oh, I prayed for you. Uh, now I'm paying for you. You will. I'm paying for all the blueberry hosting on this. But no, I'm not. We both share it. Um, well, Ev, I think it's about time we rate this song. Yeah, let's rate it. So our rating scale is on a system from bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked a song is, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worser it is. Ev, how you feeling about this song? This song to me is like young Ed Robertson. Mm-hmm. And I want to say he's like... Not, a, not quite a toddler, but not quite a little kid yet. Mm-hmm. And he's learning how to undress himself. <laughs> but in doing so, he just, like, gets himself stuck. Like, he's, like, got his coat halfway off. Uh-huh. He's trying to get into his night-nights. Like, so he's got his coat halfway off. Like, one arm is, like, stuck inside his sweater. The other <laughs> one is, like, flailing about. Like, sure. he's got one leg of his pants off, so you can see a little bit of skin there. Uh-huh. But he's still got his shoe on, so it's, like, all bunched up. Uh-huh. So he's, like, trying to dress himself, but he just makes the situation worse and worse. And I'm like, man, I want to jump in and just, like, undress him. But he's got to <laughs> learn how to, like, take his own clothes off, uh-huh. right? And, like, dress himself. So, I mean... 
I don't know. I never didn't tell him which way to go. Like, didn't tell him how to do it. Like, I feel like it's kind of my fault. And then at the end, when he fucking falls over and breaks his nose, you're like, oh, told you so. (laughs) Even though you didn't at all. God, I hate the narrator of this fucking song. What a douchebag. Yeah, and I I guess I had myself fooled into needing my child. (laughs) Did I fool fool him? Did he need me? Because he doesn't. (laughs) He's perfectly independent. He could survive right now. If you and your partner died today... How long do you think your child would Oh, survive? please. I don't want to. That's real rough. That's a real rough question. <laughs> Is it? Like alone in the house? Yeah. Oh, please don't make me answer that okay, question. Okay. I won't. I'm sorry. I mean, I want you to, I'm going to ask you that question After in like, me. in like yeah. th- three to six months when you have like, when you've bonded with your baby Sure. and you're going to feel like just the drop in your chest that I just felt right now, <laughs> like of my son. Like, yeah. Cause sometimes like I get intrusive thoughts like that sometimes oh. and it's just, it's always a fucking gut check for me. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I mean, if you, if you love days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell your I'm going to tell your wife that you, you I'm going to tell her I'm going to tell her you said that to me. Um for me You're going to get slapped, buddy. <laughs> for me this song is um let's see. So this song is uh I wake up and uh it's a December morning and I have to go to my job at school. It is 1953. 1953. No, in fact, it is not. It is 2023. Uh, Thank you. Maybe it's 2053. I'm hyping you like pitch. Thank you, like Steve in that one verse. Um, And uh, so you're leaning so close to the mic, and I know you're going to hype me. (laughs) Um, Um. So I wake up. I throw on a sweater. I throw on some long johns, some long pants, some boots, some heavy shoes, a heavy coat, a scarf, a hat. What are you uh, talking about? It's 2023. It's going to be like 40. And then I walk outside (laughs) and it's fucking hot as hell. So not only am I uncomfortable, it's like I'm wearing all these clothes. The song is not good. And I think it doesn't fit into the rest of the album. It fits on a later Bare Naked Ladies album. I'm sweating. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, and nobody told me so. I forgot. I'm, I'm ancient at this point, and I'm suffering. I don't even have a job anymore. I retired years ago, but I still <laughs> think that I have to get up at 6 a.m. Wait, you retired? It's 2023. 2053. Okay. <laughs> you said 1953, so I upped it. Oh, Maybe I fucked up. But you anyway, 2023. My bad. Um, like and four so- years from now? <laughs> yeah, dude. I retired. Like, I so, know teachers uh, have a good pack. <laughs> Package, but. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think it's wearing a lot of clothes and it's inappropriate. <laughs> Not inappropriate. If it's about AIDS, it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate to the surroundings. Yes. Um, just not good. I think this is not a good song. I'm not down on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bear Nakes, Be Nakes. song shows a little skin for me, but yeah. overall. I feel you. It's struggling to take off its clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bear Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> Hi, Evan. Hey. What kinds of things do you like? I like uh, things that are mixed with other things. What'd you have for breakfast? Sporks. <laughs> I, I had waffles. I had waffles for breakfast. I thought you had sporks for breakfast. No, I had waffles for breakfast. Did you eat it with a spork? Uh, hey, you gave me a waffle maker. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I upgraded my waffle maker, but it's it's a, I went from the lowest grade waffle maker to a mid-grade waffle maker. Nice. It's all about the deepness of the divots i feel like waffle makers called. i'm are... sure there's like a technical term for what they're called like the divots in the waffle maker uh, tranches. it's like bon chance. <laughs> some belgian some, good luck it's some flemish gar- <laughs> oh, i didn't even know i was saying a, a, a garbage french word I, I feel like that's what it means <laughs> bon chance. um 
uh, do you feel like that's one of those products that has a use that you use once every two months? Spork or waffle iron? Waffle iron, Because right? spork is, you use it all the time. It's like a quesadilla maker. It's like yeah. a, one of those yeah. useless ap applications. I think you really need to get the waffle iron that flips. Like, I think that's the key. Oh, like in uh, Bromley Hall. Or like, yeah, that's a very specific <laughs> reference. Or like any fucking like continental breakfast at a yes. like Howard Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. HJ's. Uh, <laughs> like I think the flip, the flip is the real key because if you put them in, like you have to make the waffles extra fluffy or they don't like puff up to fill the top grid griddle. Right. So you gotta like at some point you gotta you gotta put the thing in, flip it over, and that's how you get the puffy fluffiness. But it doesn't fall. The batter though falls on the bottom and starts to cook, and then when you flip it. It also falls into the top, so there's, it so it's coating the whole. It's coating the, the whole thing. By the time you flip it, it's stuck to the bottom. So because it's, not, it's been cooking for so long, you no, think it plops you flip, down? You flip it right away. You you flip it right. No, you you let it sit for 45 seconds, but you flip it and go for another minute and a half or whatever it is. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's not how I do it. And wow. my waffles are the best at the Howard uh -huh, Johnson. Uh uh uh. -uh. They give me an award. <laughs> No, they didn't. Yes. Remember remember when we went on a vacation? I do. And there was a waffle maker there. Yes, and? And I like opened it up and you were like, oh my God, what's in that waffle? I'm like, yeah, I just put a bunch of brown sugar and like raisins and shit in it. Cause you can do that. And oh. you were like, what the fuck? Oh and no, I, I, you're like, telling blew a real your, story that I remember I, now. <laughs> I blew your dim damn mind. And then you went as always overboard with it. <laughs> and the poor woman is just sitting there like in the corner. Like she's like refilling the uh, like, sauce sludge for yes. the bacon gravy or whatever it was like yes. just like dumping just sludge. a sludge into the trough uh -huh. for everyone uh -huh. and she's like looking and you just see this like sugar this caramelized sugar like burning bubbling out of there <laughs> and she's just like her utter disregard this disgust at what you were doing and then like you like pulled it out and it was like stuck and you like ripped half of it off and she had to come over and scrape it all out and you were like eh, and you just walked away without even like batting an eye like I felt like you needed to slip her like 10 bucks or something. I feel like I probably should have. Do you do you tip at breakfast buffets at hotels? Uh, if I ruin them, I do. <laughs> but I never do. Because you make the best waffles. Yeah. So I blew I blew your mind and you, you upgraded your waffle game. And then I forgot about it till this moment, so I've never yeah. done it again. Yeah. I mean, you trapped yourself just now. Like I you did. totally trapped yourself into this. I think this was a- You like spiked the ball in your own face. Well, it's funny because when I came to the door, you rang my doorbell and I opened the door and you said, I'm gonna get you today. <laughs> yeah. you this, said, this is the day I finally do it. <laughs> Remember the keyword. I'm coming waffle. for you. I'm coming or for raisin, you. Yeah. you raisin, said. Yeah. raisin. And now I realize you set this trap far yeah. in advance. Yeah, I told you. Um, Ev, speaking of raisins, yeah, it's all been done. Presents has its quarterly book club. Why quarterly? Because you're busy and books are long. In its third year, we're reading young adult novels for 2019. First up is Point Claw by Amber J. Kaiser. An animalistic avant-garde production threatens Jesse's chances at going professional with ballet. <laughs> Read along and look for the video discussion at the end of March. Animalistic uh -oh, avant-garde? This is airing in late April. Animalistic avant-garde production. I'm trying to consider how that would... <laughs> what, what would that even be? This is... And how would that threaten ballet? I think a... She her ballet recital was scheduled for the same time as they were letting all the animals from the zoo out on stage. I just imagine the scene from Cats where they come into the audience, except that's the entire show. Yeah, it's basically it's like the most uncomfortable fucking scene. Hey. I hate dinner theater. I ABD. I'm sorry. Since that one is so old, I'm gonna read you another one. Um, oh, here we go. We love the written word. Chew, chewy. And we love audio podcasts. But there are other mediums out there. Let's not stop at exploring the two that we Smoke love. Smoke signals. Let's talk about one we hate. 
That's why we launched a YouTube channel. Mm. See fun behind-the-scenes stuff from It's All Been Done Radio Hour, humorous weekly series, thank yous to our fans, discussions on books, network peeps just goofing around, and more. Straight goofing. You can listen to some of our podcasts through the web- website. Go to YouTube and search It's Sorry. All Been Done Presents. Sorry, everybody. Saker was buffering for a second there. <laughs> or check out iabdpresents.com for a direct, direct link. link. Wow, you got it. Who do you think's the weakest link? Um, who? What was that lady's name? Do you remember Weakest Link Lady? I remember her, yeah. What That's was That's why her I name? said that. She was a British woman, right? She was the weakest link. Is that show still on the air? No. Survivor is. Who wants to be a millionaire is? Who? Who? <laughs> Sorry, I haven't turned into an owl. <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to think of which link is the weakest. Like, would it Ann be Coulter? Was Ocarina that of Time? Would he oh, be the which weakest link? link is the weakest? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's uh, Link's Awakening Link. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he just got shipwrecked. He floated up on an island. Yeah. He's weak. He has to like regain his strength. And... But I remember Link's Awakening. That was the one for the Game Boy, right? Yeah. I remember that one. There was like a game you could play that was like a claw game. Yeah. And if you figure, if you got it right, like if you've got the timing down, you could get everything all the time forever and just get rich. Are we talking about the end of their respective games? I don't know. I just don't know if he's a link, but he gets to play like a claw game. He gets to go fishing. Sure, sure. He gets to go fishing and get those fish that are full of money. Right. This is true. I mean, if we're talking about the beginning of their respective games, mm-hmm. then it's got to be Ocarina of Time or Link's Awakening. If we're talking about the end, they're all strong enough to kill gods, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> if, they, if there's like a knockdown drag out fight between all the links, which of them? Oh, shit, dude. Um, I don't know. What, what What's your initial supposition? You don't know. You don't play video games. I play. I play. I mean, I know like the Super Nintendo Link. I, I know play the Banner Saga. That's how I sound. I love to put raisins in my wine. I've been trying to deepen my voice a lot so that I could sound less like that. Not that sounding like having a high-pitched voice is bad, but like, you know, I just don't want to sound like that anymore. That makes sense. Thank you for not being voices. Yeah. Because this is my normal voice, everyone. (laughs) As you well know. Um, Yeah, Link's Awakening. Okay. What's yours? Um, I'm going to go with Legend of Zelda 2. Is that the one where he's like in a side-scroller? Yeah. I feel like he's very much the weakest there. Well, it's the hardest, probably, but yeah. I guess that does kind of make him the weakest by default, huh? Right, yeah, I mean... If he has the most trouble fighting... Like, he has enemies. to, like, learn how to jump in the air. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's, okay, fair enough. Thanks, IVD. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. And we're back with grandpa, It's All Been Done. Grandpa, very- <laughs> grandpa, 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 give me a wish. <laughs> For It's All Been Done, a Fanatic and Ladies podcast. Right now, it's time to spin that big wheel. Woo! Spin it around. And this week, this week, it is... Check that RNG on that. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. How do the characters in this song die? (laughs) So, Oh, that's one of mine. Yes, it is. Um, What do you think? So, obviously, I think we're just talking about the... We can talk about the narrator and his partner friend well, we have to say who they are uh, yeah okay so we're just assuming they're a narrator like a partner yeah, just two people. Just, just doing the straight down the plate there. sure yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 why not uh or they are mick jagger and, and... uh dom de <laughs> how do they i think dom de is already dead yeah, so we can just go to his wikipedia song page. takes place in 1999 when stunt was released i don't know if dom de was still alive then eight hold who up knows? we who gotta knows? do the dom check Dom check still alive. Dom DeLuise died in 2009. Ooh, future duster. Enter the ninja. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so this song's about Mick Jagger and Dom DeLuise. So, how do they die? 
Okay. Well, uh, and they have a relationship. This is between. This is They're about friends. Mick Jagger and Dom DeLuise's close romantic. <laughs> oh, it's romantic. Relationship. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> you, you I really, set it up. You knock it down, buddy. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. No. <laughs> you paint me into a corner. <laughs> Well, yes and <laughs> yes and no, um, Dom DeLuise is trying a new mask. <laughs> okay, he got it at a thrift store, but it's the mask from Goosebumps, Bumps. and so Mick Jagger says, "Don't put that on." I saw it on the cover of Goosebumps. It's gonna fuse to your skin. Oh, and yeah. Dom says, "You're an idiot, Mick. <laughs> this is gonna be great." And he puts on that green goblin mask, and you know what? what? Just mauls Mick Jagger to death right away. Oh shit! Okay, so they're still in the thrift shop. Tom DeLuise is trying it on, and the owner's like, "No, no, 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 no. not here!" And then Dom DeLuise just not turns, here. turns his mouth just blood, and then he just gouges the thrift store owner's eyes out with sure. his thumbs, which have grown long and sharp. Uh-huh. So the I never jumped in and rescued you, but I wanted to was the thrift shop <laughs> owner who is Macklemore, a child, a child, child Macklemore, right? Yeah, child, child Macklemore. I can't child, speak. child Macklemore. Give me more Macklemore. <laughs> I can't get more. I want more Macklemore. Macklemore. Uh, I didn't tell you which way to go because I thought you'd know. So there's a big sign that said "Curse Mask." <laughs> yeah. Do not put curse, on. curse store. Curse store. <laughs> they're like Mick Jagger's, like, hey, check, check this. Actually, hey, let's check this out on a lock. Like he's like, talking. <laughs> I'll be dumb. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks like a curse store, but whoa, a cursed thrift store owned by <laughs> Child Tom Macklemore. Chom Chom Macklemore. Well, I've heard lots of good things about it. Let's go inside. All right, I have to be kind of older too because I'm. Well, this is '98, so Mick Jagger wasn't that old in '98. No. He was only like '85. All right, and then the thing happens that we already said. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I, so, uh, yeah, you had a problem with your newfound wealth. You have this mask that's priceless. Right. Well, yeah, Mick Jagger is just walking down the street. They both have huge bags with dollar signs on them. Oh, I thought the, the, the wealth was the mask. Like, he's got oh. a priceless mask. Well, and then you brought it on yourself, which is very movie. literal. Well, I right? thought they were just both rich and looking for stuff to do. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a Hellraiser situation sure. where they've experienced the, like, sure. they've, they've <laughs> d- bonded over sacred man-on-man love. Sure. They've, they've just, like, they've fucked everything they can fuck and been fucked by everything that can sure. be fucked of them. Uh-huh. And they're just, like, inside out. They're like, I want to experience something. Uh-huh. And they, like, uh... Yeah, so Dom DeLuise puts the mask on, Maul's McJagger, Maul's Macklemore, and then he like looks up in the air and he's just, he just, it's just a close-up on his eyes. Like his his pupils are just pinpricks, and then you see them like expand, <laughs> and then there's just yes. galaxies in it's there. It's a fucking Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. He goes, yeah. to think I hesitated. Actually, <laughs> to think I hesitated. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Uh, wow, I think we nailed this segment. <laughs> this is exactly what's going to happen. Well, Dom DeLuise is still alive, so we haven't finished. Oh, okay, right, right. How does he die? Okay, so Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's suicide by cop. <laughs> so, so the mask knows that it's going to die when never, it confronts the cops. He can never die. Well, I think that, like, if it's a Hellraiser situation, he can't really die. So he do just you gets... think Dom still has control of his body and spirit and will and thoughts? I think he does, but they're filtered through what the mask wants. Like, okay, so it's two consciousnesses inhabiting one body, but the mask has control of the faculties. That's just like talking to a really convincing person who like like the mask convinces him that what it wants is what he wants to do it's just the most convinced supernaturally convincing okay i see so a silver like it makes so much sense to maul mcjagger my lover friend (laughs) it makes so much 
sense to kill John John Macklemore. <laughs> I gotta grab all the curses in Freddy's workshop. <laughs> Do you think that he grabs all the other cursed items? Oh hell yeah! Oh my Why god! Why would you not pile that shit, shit on? He's got a cursed sword and cursed armor. <laughs> he's just fucking walking down. Oh, and it's cursed like in Dungeons and Dragons. So like when you get a cursed sword in Dungeons and Dragons, the old editions, you couldn't wield any other weapons. Yeah, so you'd oh, go yeah. Wield, it would appear in his hand. So like the cops disarm him, they take everything oh, yeah. off, and then in his prison cell, he just oh, gets it all back. It just, just it all just appears back, back on him. So good. You can't yes. stop the dumb. <laughs> True domination. True domination. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and so how does he die, though? I have no fucking idea. They need to, like, like get the Avengers on this or something. <laughs> so the Avengers <laughs> show. Perfect. He's like a reverse Thanos. Yes. Wait. He's creating another he's, of like the 50% inf- people <laughs> on he's Earth. Like, there needs to be more people. <laughs> There's too many resources. <laughs> okay. So he snaps so his fingers and now there's double the people on yeah, Earth. But it's all cursed stuff. But it's all cursed stuff. <laughs> so they double the people, but they're all like bad oh, people. Oh, they're all, yeah, they're, they're all, all insane. It's us. Backwards the evil The movie people. us. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so. He, just, he just drags horrifying people from other dimensions. Yeah. To- <laughs> Sure, vaguely. You haven't seen it yet. Seen That's it. okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not last night. It was not good. Um, what? I know. I was surprised too. It was a bad, like almost like a bad movie. Like huh. not okay. This is another podcast. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. In any case, I'm, I'm still going to see. It. I'm still excited. Snaps his fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, doubles of every person on Earth appear, and they what? Do they? Do they? I mean, we have a full out Marvel Civil War now, right? Between right. you and your doppelganger. Right. They uh, come at you. Yes, and then so you're just like driving, and then like you stop. You're like look in your rearview mirror, and there's just like somebody standing in the road behind you. Yes, absolutely. And you're like look, and they just start like Terminator running at you <laughs> yes, with their hands in the yeah. paper motion. Yeah. yeah, okay, just coming as fast as they can. Uh-huh. Okay, so so okay, the world is fighting itself. How does Dom Deloise die? The Incredible so, Hulk tries to crush him. Spider-Man gets him in the webs. Uh-huh. But doppelganger Spider-Man, yeah. who doesn't shoot web. Oh, this bizarre. He brings Bizarro people. Yeah. So the Revengers. So so yeah. Reverse Spider-Man eats webs. Okay. <laughs> reverse Hulk. And is- can't climb on anything. <laughs> reverse Hulk is really weak. The, the happier he gets, the smarter he gets. <laughs> he's a genius. <laughs> yes. And only when he's happy, delighted. Uh, and Doctor Strange is like Tony Stark. And Tony Stark is like Doctor Strange. Yes. And Captain America is an anarchist. Well, actually, I think in Bizarro World, none of the Avengers would be very good at all. And then people who are normal, like the shittiest people in this world would be really good sure. superheroes. Just like babies who have yeah. horrible problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the level three NICU is the <laughs> Avengers. This is the Avengers. Okay, cool. Oh, that's terrifying. So how does Dom Deloise die? If this episode had a title, it's how does <laughs> Dom, Dom Deloise die? die. So the baby Avengers kill him. Uh, I think he just gets cancer, like in real life. Right? <laughs> so he rules the earth. I think he does. Like, yeah. I mean, how did Dom DeLuise die in real life? Uh, in real life, Dom DeLuise. I'm guessing heart attack. Dom DeLuise died of kidney failure oh, okay. after battling cancer for more than a year. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he gets a, he can de- he can defeat the Avengers, he can defeat the populace of the earth, but he can't defeat cancer. Damn, dude. Yeah, okay, that's it. Because all everyone knows cursed items just bleed radiation yes. oh absolutely yeah everyone around him his uh his uh wife carol arthur who he married in 1965 dies his children rom and glom <laughs> now come on you know they're Michael Peter and david <laughs> yeah. yes of course we all know that uh okay great yeah <laughs>
Uh, now's the... Oh, God, that wasn't even the Bare Naked Male. <laughs> that was our wheel segment. Now it's time for a piece of Bare Naked Male from our fans. Uh, if you want to send us a piece of Bare Naked Male, uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, our email address is it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this is a question that comes from DJ. DJ. I wonder what DJ. the DJ stands for. Don Jr. DJ stands for Darren... Disc. Jockey. Jockey. Darren Jockey. Darren <laughs> yes. Jockey. Uh, Q Time is the title. Hey, guys. Hey. If Gordon Ramsay were to critique the song from the podcast today like he does restaurants, oh. what do you think he would say, <laughs> DJ? So, Gordon Ramsay is tearing apart Told You So. It's filthy. <laughs> I don't actually know how Gordon Ramsay sounds. It's filthy. <laughs> it's filthy. I don't Jim, like it. He speaks like a British uh, fucking street gang member. Yeah, okay, so so Gordon Ramsay, the killer croc Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> he's bull gassy shit. Sandwich boy guitars. Well, I don't think he's a... Uh, he's critiquing the song, right? Yeah. So Gordon Ramsay would hate this song on numerous levels. Right. I mean, I feel like this would be a better question for a song we actually liked. Because we've already been, basically gone through all the... Re- he would just say everything we said, but meaner. Right. Okay. He like, slap some fucking specificity in this song. <laughs> it's bullshit. What the fuck does... It's... Oh, I can't believe it took so long to leave me. <laughs> it's so Reach it's... for a deeper rhyme. Believe. <laughs> rhymes what... with grieve. Rhymes with leave. Rhymes with prebe. That's a Britishism. How obvious is it that neither of us have ever seen a Gordon <laughs> Ramsay <laughs> show ever? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But he would give all the food metaphors. He'd be like, this song doesn't taste like anything. You need to put some <laughs> paprika, paprika in it. <laughs> I need at least a cup of paprika in my song. <laughs> you need to reach for ingredients that rhyme. Spice it up like time. <laughs> Instead of butter, put in nutter. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Saker. I'm sorry. Nutter butter. <laughs> That's like... Butter. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a real Cliff B rhyme. Uh, in any case, oh! <laughs> rhymes butter with butter. That could be. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, that's how Gordon would feel about. Do we have any okay. further? What if Gordon, this, the album Gordon, was about Gordon Ramsay? <gasps> okay, what if? So, what do we do now? So we'll say Gordon Ramsay is an alien diplomat from another planet, uh-huh. and he's rating this song, and he's trying to like. So let's say let's let me give you a, let me pitch this in the room. Pitch it. So um, buy it in the room. Intergalactic planetary. Planetary. I really don't like the Beastie Boys, <laughs> but um, really? Yeah, I like the look on your face when I said that. Yeah, I just don't like their like their sh- sort of screaming, shrieking lyrics. Like you don't like that they rap like this. No, they look t- <laughs> I don't like. I don't like that, and I've never liked it. Okay, and fair it, it's one of those things where like you hate something, and you're forced to interact with it a lot, so you hate it even more because of that. <laughs> sure, so I was not only do I not like them, I resent them now. <laughs> okay, and got they're it. perfectly serviceable music. Like obviously they're popular, more popular than I'll ever be. So <laughs> doesn't matter what I think about the Beastie Boys. But I'm saying like, okay. Alien diplomat Gordon comes from outer space per the song, right? Sees okay. everything. He's like, we need to introduce you to the galactic community because mm-hmm. you're in this, you're in this like Fermi paradox situation. So we're in a like galactic zoo, but we've gotten to the point where they have to intervene. Okay. Why? Like, because we're about to fucking jump the shark on our planet. Okay. Like sure. they're not just going to say that. I mean, they don't, they want us to develop naturally, but they don't want to just sit back and let us like fucking die. Sure. Or at least some of them don't okay of which gordon ramsay the alien diplomat is a member and he's like i need something to uh like some part of your culture that the other aliens will latch onto, sure and like love and then the, the 
Earth is like, okay, well, let's put it to a fucking vote. And then <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's fucking, it's all fucking MAGA hat dipshits who want to like fucking do middle finger Brexits at the, uh, at everything. Like, fuck the galactic community. We're fine on our own. So, uh, so they vote not only bare naked ladies, but told you so <laughs> as the song to introduce us there. Great. And so this is Gordon Ramsay trying to punch the song up. Okay. Like he punches up the restaurants. Okay. In his thing. So how's Gordon Ramsay going to punch this up? Gordon Ramsay, the intergalactic the alien. alien. He's like, well, the Melmars on planet seven love specificity. So, <laughs> so, it's you the have same to, critiques, have to, <laughs> but in a funny voice. You'll have to add more shrimp to this. <laughs> yeah, he uses adjectives that we don't know. This well, song isn't glob-glar enough. You have, to, <laughs> you, have, you have to know that most of the Galactic Senate don't have ears. So how are they even going to hear this? As vibrations? I suppose so. You'll have to, make, you'll have to turn up the bass. Turn up the drums. In fact, just bass and drums. We don't need singers. <laughs> Get seven more basses. Yes, actually, most of the people on the Galactic Senate communicate through sight. So we'll have to find sort of visual medium. To... Great. Some sort of natural tone poem. I'm Gordon Ramsay. And that's what... I'm an intergalactic explorer. And that's why Earth will die. And that was the that that was the the, uh, the prequel to your apocalypse read for this song, yes. right? Well, except if... If it wasn't Apocalypse Read and everyone was leaving on a generation ship, I think the galactic people would just shoot us down. Yeah, that's probably true. That makes sense. Oh, I it's metastasizing. <laughs> we need to kill these guys quickly. <laughs> Their cancer shouldn't spread like <laughs> Dr. <Dr>. Louise's <laughs> did. <laughs> All right, Ev, we did it. We finished another episode. Did we? What? Is it over yet? <laughs> I don't know if we did or not. This may be our punchiest episode, and it's... 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. If this were recorded at 3 a.m., it would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. We should have recorded our Who Needs Sleep episode at 3 a.m. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, the Who Needs Sleep episode, I am coming off of like yeah, that's true. a week and a half of not getting sleep. True. So I was in pretty right headspace, which is why I'm so punchy this time. Yay. Just like Dom DeLuise was so punchy when he punched the <laughs> shit out of Mick Jagger. You can get with us. Just like Gordon Ramsay was punching up this song. Just like Dom DeLuise was punching Gordon Ramsay over Mick Jagger's corpse. No! Did he kill Gordon Ramsay? Oh, it was one of those things where they like they were fighting and then they just started making out. I think the baby. And then Gordon 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 DeLuise. Dom <laughs> DeLuise he is, absorbed him. Dom DeLuise's long, like snake-like tongue sure. comes out and starts licking Gordon Ramsay's face. Sure. Because Gordon Ramsay kind of looks like a side of beef like his face to me is like it's all just like flat sort of a flat packed side of beef yeah okay that's fair i guess and he looks like a bruiser to me yeah and he kind of acts like a bruiser yeah so he I, does doesn't yeah. he You're right. was like wasn't he a soccer player a football football a footballer <laughs> a footballer <laughs> hey bro you footballer <laughs> You can get with us on Facebook at it's all been on America ladies podcast on Twitter at been done pod and of course you can rate us five stars on iTunes. I have no more reviews to read. Thank you. But just imagine a good review. So and yeah, then write it down. Make up a review for us, Saker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this review comes from Dom Delouise. Delouise. He says, stop <laughs> revealing my secrets. He says, please give a message to Peter, Michael, and David that I love them so much. <laughs> this is the only method I can communicate through. Is an email to your podcast. <laughs> well, our rating on iTunes. Our rating on it. That's right. I and forgot. he gave us two stars. <laughs> what the fuck, what, Dom? Dom? <laughs> what are you plugging this week? week? Oh, I don't know. I just need to plug the gaping hole in my sleep schedule. Very good. With sleep. Who needs it? 
Nobody. I do. No, there's a guy. I was just reading. There's a guy that's actually been awake since the Second Civil War. Second Civil War. <laughs> the one that's going to happen next year. So it's like a Avengers Civil War, the Second Civil War. Oh, shit. It definitely is. Okay. The one where we all fought our us selves. Brother versus brother. <laughs> brother. Well, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again. When, when the cows come. come.